Welcome, everyone, to the Guns Beer Beer Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Campbell. Uh, tonight, I'm joined by Chris from Because Operator, Nathan from Schultz Photography, Robo Murray himself, and Yosef from Esoteric. Thank you, guys, for coming on tonight. How's it going? Thank you for having us. And you were asking earlier about some gear. We did get an opportunity, and maybe I'll get in trouble for saying this. Uh, we did get a great opportunity to... Uh, and run a honey badger from Q. Ooh. So that was kind of, I mean, it's like a unicorn. You hear about it, but you never see yeah. one. Uh, You're not supposed to touch them either. Yeah, I know that is true. We kind of kept, yeah, kept the gun in the glass case. So I don't know if you got an opportunity. I know at Shot Show, they had a couple of sample ones sitting on the uh, on, on display. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys got a chance to kind of, you know, mess with one. You, I'm sure you saw the fit finish on them is ridiculous. You could tell they're really meticulous in the way they built those guns. I will tell you, I was quite impressed with the with that platform. It shot uh, like you, you know, shot like a dream. Uh, we put a few thousand rounds through it. We put some subsonic. Uh, 300 uh, blackout and we put some supersonic through it as well probably 3,000 rounds of supersonic through the gun no issues so far Uh, accuracy was good you know even out of distance Uh, it was super lightweight Uh, when you collapse that stock on it it was tiny so for us for a vehicle you know vehicle assault platform it was it was perfect uh a couple of things that they're, they're going to need to work on is, you know... The price tag. Well, the price tag is one thing. But honestly, you know, here's the thing, man. I, the, it is not a cheap gun, but you get what you pay for. Amazing trigger, a fit and finish, unbelievable, uh, extremely reliable, uh, super lightweight, uh... And, but but it is it is expensive. You could tell it's definitely a, a well-engineered gun. Uh, we had three different configurations, I guess you would say. So they they send the gun with a standard 11-inch rail with the suppressor that goes inside the rail, and that tended to be the the the, form, the format or the setup we ran it in. And then they also sent a thicker. Uh, you know, much larger diameter suppressor with a much shorter handguard, which in turn made it look super sexy, short, and it made it super quiet. However, it was it was difficult to be aggressive with it. It almost looked like you were carrying a Suntec 9 or Uzi or something. It was just, just <laughs> uh, it was kind of cool, but you know, to you know, I like to be offensive with the with with the whatever weapon platform I'm running, you know. So that kind of made it difficult because it was too small. The, the gun ran uh, outstanding. Uh, the guys from uh, uh, Burnt Proof, have you seen their uh, wrap? Yes, yeah. 
you have to put one of those on there, and it it, it does uh it does change. also like an old school Mac. Yeah, exactly. Because if you don't, it does get quite hot after you know a magazine. Uh, so it, it was actually quite impressive. I, I was really surprised how nice and easy the gun shot. Uh, I really liked it in the supersonic ammo because it returned, you know, it, it was so flat shooting. You you could just have, you know, your follow-up shots almost without any uh, second shot correction. Your dot just barely bounced. EOTech released uh, a 300, you know, blackout sight where one dot is for your supersonic and the other dot for your subsonic. And that was that was dead on as well once we zeroed the gun. The subsonic ammo was awesome. It was a lot of fun. Like I taught with the gun so you could talk and shoot at the same time without wearing ears. That's the crazy. only thing I did not like about the subsonic ammo, and this is going to sound like a craziness, but it was too slow. I would crack the shot and I'm ready to crack the next shot. The sights are there, but the gun hasn't fully it just seemed like right. it had long hang time does that make sense yeah 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 uh, but uh did you get a lot of uh, gas in your face from it no no it was it was not over pressured it was not uh those those cans are i'm actually they're quite lightweight their suppressor is lightweight you know it's very minimalist it, it is a direct thread on and initially, I was somewhat skeptical. I really liked the surefire, uh, quick detach, but but that that direct thread was was not bad at all. Uh, it was easy to take off and do whatever. Uh, they had a proprietary nut that held the handguard in place. Uh, so when you look at the handguard, even down at the collar, there is no collar. It, there is nothing there except the nut that is recessed in the in the handguard and you have to use a little wrench just the you know just a regular wrench to undo it if you wanted to change something on your handguard or if you wanted to get into your gas system uh so that kind of made it super slick uh so it's pretty much the whole gun proprietary then yeah uh pretty much uh pretty much i mean you you know it's got the almost the standard ar lower uh but it's it's machined aluminum. It's uh, flared magwell. Uh, it's it, you could tell they've taken time to uh, to do it up. Uh, you know for sure. I mean, and they're talking about possibly coming out with some more modifications to it. So that'll be kind of interesting to see uh, what they when you do. get in the home version. The what? The take home. When you when are you getting your take home version? Um, I'm I'm not so sure. I'm really supposed to say much about when I'm getting the take home version. We have made a request for some <laughs> modifi- for some modifications, uh, and we're in the in the process of, of working through those. Some certain specifications we have, and they've been quite responsive. So we're kind of waiting to see. You know, when they send us the the modifications, what they look like. You know, some something as simple as specific uh, swivel attachments, uh, some room on the rail for 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 some laser and flashlight uh, 
uh, mounting solutions that we specifically want. Uh, and they've been more than uh, responsive to, to try to do it. Uh, That's pretty cool. Why yeah. did, how come AAC never, never ran with it? Because weren't they the ones that created the original Honey Badger years ago? So initially, you know, a lot of people in, in a couple of specific units wanted a platform that was basically to replace their MP5 SD. And if you've ever yeah. shot an MP5 SD, there's nothing. I, that's, to me, one of my favorite shooting guns. Oh, it, it's magical. However, you know, guys don't want to go on target running a, uh, a pistol I, caliber platform. So basically, they put out the specification for something that is the size of an MP5 SD that has the capability of shooting subsonic and supersonic ammunition. And obviously, the 300 blackout was the perfect fit for that platform. Uh, and two companies really jumped on board. Uh, one is the Honey Badger, and two is SIG. Uh, and from the outside looking in, I think SIG approached it from the, we're going to build the gun to the shooter specification to the customer specification. And I think uh, AAC just thought, hey, it's a niche market. Uh, and they almost built the gun from an engineer's perspective. And yeah. I think they just didn't pursue it as much because, again, it was a niche uh, market. And I think there might have been some internal issues within AAC themselves that just kind of basically shelved the project. And, you know, because they, they actually sent a few guns to some units to test you know initially like when the mtx was being worked out but in all honesty man what do you mean a gun is a niche gun you know people are under the impression that even the mtx 300 blackout or the you know the black mamba like dudes are just running around and that's all they shoot that's not necessarily that's not really true uh, you know the, the the gun the 300 blackout in the mtx from at least the ones off shot it does shoot aggressive. It feels like you're shooting a little bit of a jackhammer. Uh, the platform does get hot. Uh, I mean, it has its limitation. It would not be the gun I want to take as my main battle rifle. You know, if I was going on target, uh, it wouldn't be the gun I would pick him and I'm going to be in a, an extended gunfight. But now if I need to smoke a century quietly, or I'm in a vehicle and I need to, you know, tuck a gun under the seat or beside me or something, and that's where that platform came. So for me, from a, an, you know, an operational perspective, that is definitely a niche gun. It's not, it's not going to be, it's not, it's never was meant to replace, you know, those four uh, sixteens or a eleven inch, you know, five five six. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. It's it's a very specific tool for a very specific job. Yeah, but to me, from a civilian perspective, it's a it's a lot. Like, if I was a guy that just wanted to buy a gun for the range, dude, it would be so much fun. And you, I mean, you could literally shoot it just about anywhere, especially with the subsonic ammo. It's quiet, you know. It's it's that's, and that's it's it's awesome. a lot of fun, and it's a high quality gun. You know, you're not getting like some you know piece of junk. Yeah, I'm excited to see where they take it. I hope they pursue it more than AAC did. Well, the reality is even they pursue it, let's say they get it, you know, like as of right now, the gun is already being sold to the civilian market, no problem. 
I mean, the gun runs, it's ready to go. One, you know, you talked about the price tag, and two, there was also the, the reality is, you know, how many dudes are going out there buying that to shoot? So, you know, how much modifications are they going to do to it? Now, I will tell you, you have done an outstanding job with product development. I mean, their bolt-action rifles look like they're going to be, I don't know if you've been keeping up with some of their sniper rifle platforms. You know, I'm hearing a lot of amazing things, you know, how accurate the gun is, lightweight, it's definitely modular. Uh, the, you know, that's an, that's an awesome platform. Uh, you know, I'm actually going to try to get my hands on one to shoot and, and see how it does. They've been doing a lot of cool products uh, lately. You know, their suppressors are really well done. You know, hopefully that would be something where they kind of stop pushing out to market, you know, different suppressors, uh, you know, to put out there. But, yeah, definitely it'll be, it'll be interesting to see where that honey badger concept, you know, how much more do they do to it. It, it, it shoots so soft. It's a gas gun. Uh, it's not a piston gun. Uh, and I actually like gas impingement but shooting-wise better than any piston system out there. I think they shoot so much softer, they're quite more yes. accurate. But I mean, you know, they definitely do have their limitations. If I'm out, if I'm out, you know, humping it over some, you know, mountain terrain or I'm in the battlefield for a long time, gas impingement would be maybe a little bit less reliable in those, you know, dirty conditions. Yeah, there's definitely applications, applications for each. You Especially mentioned if you're solid snake. <laughs> Say what? Uh, especially if you're a solid snake from Metal Gear Solid, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Taking man. out a sentry, you know, just everyday use of stuff, right? I mean, <laughs> every day, you know, taking out a sentry, planning a breach charge. Yeah, you know. no big deal. <laughs> oh my God, Metal Gear Solid when it first came out, that was an awesome video game, man. Oh yeah. Again, let's not go down that. You're like, I live this. (laughs) (laughs) He thought, like, man, that that salt snake's a bitch. I'm gonna show him how it's really done. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, dude! I based my entire career on being Metal Gear Solid. What are you talking about? That's funny. Uh, earlier, Robo, you mentioned your recent involvement with uh, WGC Consulting. That is a, I believe that's a new development since the last time you came on a couple months ago. Unless Robo, Robo's dead. He's I dead. think Robo's dead. Oh, sh- crap. Sorry, I, did, I didn't. Uh... <laughs> Robo down! Robo down! I, I might not have shoot an AR, but I don't know how to work a microphone, apparently. So, um... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, totally a new new development since I was probably on here last. I can't remember when I was on here last. I've been a terrible, terrible person to, to join the call. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been doing work with WGT Consulting. Uh, I guess I started loosely working with them uh, back last November. It's when I sort of linked up with those gents and uh, have been working it as, uh, I don't know how you, how you put it, around my corporate life. Uh, I work basically WGT um the rest of the time right when i'm not doing other other milsimi stuff um so yeah that's that's been going on we teach uh we teach civilian classes right now well that's our main offering civilian classes uh ar shotgun and pistol uh entry level as well as advanced courses so we've got a two-day carbine course coming out uh mid-september um 
And then we're also working the other side of the fence too. So the other three main, I guess, there's out of the five of us sort of at the core of WGT doing uh, the groundwork. Uh, two of us um, are sort of on the civilian side of shooting. One, you know, one of us two is still active in the military, uh, and the other three are sort of core military sort of background uh, people. The guy that owns the company, Bill, he just retired in January. Um, from human intelligence stuff, JTFX is the actual unit. Uh, nice. And the other two are still currently active in the Canadian Armed Forces, um, either one's handling some in administration stuff for a lot of our, I guess, our uh, our recruits now, like our, our, our junior sort of like division of the military. Uh, and then the other one's still an active, he's back in Canada now, uh, but uh, still active source handler in country. Um, so yeah, we're, the other side of that fence is we're also now uh, starting to uh, get into the LE and some mill training opportunities. So it's kept me busy. Let's just say social life is not something that I, I look at outside of work, you know, you need, so. You don't need friends. Guns, no, guns you are your friends. All I need yeah, is friends that do like, the same no. things that I do so I get to see them when I'm doing them and they own guns. <laughs> there. If everybody can just comply to that, well, I'll have all the friends Every, in the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, but things have been going well, man. It's, uh, you know, it's a, a good excuse to get me on the range and on the range often. It's sort of my... Uh, I guess my dojo, my happy place, you know? I, I know how that is. Yeah. Some guys like karate. I like showing, I like throwing little pieces of metal out of machines, you know? So yep. doing, doing barrel rolls and wearing body armor. Yeah. All the fun stuff, right? Chubby maple syrup. Is that, is that part of the list too? That had, that at some point has to always be factored in, whether it's lubing the, the BCG or just for pure consumption. <laughs> pick, pick your pleasure on that one and we'll go with it. <laughs> have, have you ever just poured some syrup uh, just all over the gun and opened up and see what would happen? Uh, no, I've got, you know. It would shoot. It would shoot fine. It would definitely shoot fine, but I've got a fear that just the high sugar content would. Oh, it'd smell amazing. Time. Just <laughs> turn, it would turn into some sort of weird, awesome smelling glue, you know? So. Yeah, that about the mantle. Why'd you use that gun? It's seized up with maple syrup. Yeah. Isn't that pretty much frog lube, though? I well, mean. That's what I was literally just doing, Joe. Oh, it's, oh. it's like frog lube in a winter environment, but it's like syrup. It tastes good. It doesn't taste good. I've lived that life. The wild dog. What's that? Yeah. Yeah, The guy just told us about some military intel, human intelligence, blah blah blah, and we have and now we're talking about syrup. syrup. Maple syrup. <laughs> yeah. Can we throw some pancakes? Hey, why don't we do this? This would be a cool video. Maple syrup shooting that pancake. <laughs> Canadian thing to do, Yusuf. I, I like it. <laughs> just, just fill all the stereotypes. Yeah. Uh, Adam jumped in. Adam Peeney from Knights Armament, everyone. Woo. Yo, what's going on? Hey, how's it going? Back from playing with some toys that none of us can ever play with. Yeah, man. Shooting the Knights, the shit. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we actually just bought an SR-15, I think, I was told today. Awesome platform to shoot. Not not sucking any D here, but it's, <laughs> right. it's definitely, no, it's on, on the level, definitely a nice platform to shoot. Appreciate it, man. We work hard to build those guns. You don't work hard to build them. <laughs> I, I've got my hands dirty once or twice. When the machines fail. 
<laughs> uh, dude, the funny thing is they don't, and the guy who doesn't let them fail is Mr. Knight. You'll catch him in a machine more often than you catch him in, like, a meeting room. That's Press so off. awesome. Like, it's leadership that you don't find very often. It's kind of the way it sh- should be, you know, that that sort of old old sort of mindset of don't do anything you wouldn't you wouldn't do your like don't ask anybody to do something you wouldn't do yourself so just do it yourself and then prove prove your point you know absolutely leading from the front yeah man so uh what's going on down in nights um i'm back in 2015 so 2012 i've gotten an sr15 i think e3 uh with the dimpled uh barrel uh, I shot it with, yeah, I shot it with uh, Barnhart up at Quantico. Uh, I mean, that's probably the flattest shooting 14 and a half inch gun I own. I still have it. I still shoot it. It's got the uh, triple tap uh, comp on it. Oh, man, you, got, you have all the Gucci shit on that thing. Like, A, it's a dimple barrel gun, which we don't make anymore. Uh, those Those things are selling for ridiculous money. Uh, the triple tap is a fucking engineering masterpiece. Yeah, man. Um, they've gotten better. They've gotten smoother and softer. Uh, and we've just modernized a lot of it. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was working with the guys from HRT, and, and uh, Barnhart was there, and he put me in touch with one of the guys down at your shop way back in the day. And, man, I, ever since I got my hands on that, I've, I've never let it go. Uh they, they no longer make the dimple barrel, huh? Uh, we do it for, like, small contract stuff from time to time. It may or may not come back next year. Not saying Ooh. that's a true statement. Uh, just saying it's an idea. But the problem is uh, the cost of machining is really high, plus the time uh, the time suck is a big issue. Uh, but they're cool. They work well. They do everything that, you know, putting dimples into a barrel is supposed to do. They're very cool. Yeah. It's definitely one of my favorite guns to shoot. Someday I'll be a cool kid and join the Knights Club. Yeah, I mean, you got to get off that clone fucking juice. (laughs) (laughs) He's got a little bit inside on that one. (laughs) Yeah, while he was laughing, he was like, Yeah, you just heard heard it. He's like, I'm going to sell it. (laughs) My life sucks right now. I've made so many mistakes. <laughs> but why don't you just buy one, man? I... <laughs> Look, even yeah. Yusuf's ripping you now. You gotta buy it. I'm with, I'm with Yusuf. Stop being a bitch. <laughs> just sell some more patches and go and buy it, dude. Just... Yeah. I, mean, ser- I, mean, ser- I mean, seriously, hey, uh, how, how much would you sell him a, a, a gun, man? Uh, I mean, I'd give him probably friends and family. Oh, here I'll we go. 60% off? Yeah. Dude, just just sell one of the five bazillion patches that you have. Listen, I just you can call get... him and have, get him get your gun. Look, if I'll broker can... the deal, man. I don't even want a percentage. I just want you to be going down on the podcast tonight. Wow. I mean, hey, look, let's just do it right now. What's your credit card number, bro? <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay guys, stand by. Let me get this. <laughs> Pad and paper, everyone, get it now. Hey, and by the way, I'm with the, you. I, there's no money in I that account. The, I am with the IRS, and you need to talk to you about your account. The, the IRS is really <laughs> stepping up their game if they're hiring esoteric. 
Holy <laughs> cow. Have you have you guys not gotten the call for some dude from whatever tells you he's IRS and he needs yes. your information? Yes. You guys haven't gotten those calls yet? <laughs> I have. Oh. I have. It's they're hilarious. And it's so obviously some is... dude like from an Indian calling center. And with the IRS, yeah. you give me a credit card number or a Starbucks gift card. Bro, we get those up here and we're in Canada, so I don't even know what that's about. <laughs> You're getting the United States. The United yeah, we States don't even have an IRS. And I'll, yeah, yeah, yeah I'll an 100%. IRS. I'll be like, oh, please, uh, go on. I'm, uh, uh, man, the U.S. government's trying to squeeze every penny out of Canada's citizens. <laughs> that's right. You guys are close enough. You're close enough. <laughs> So again, again, we digress. We were about to sell you uh, a nice armament. And no, no, out. we weren't. So, someday. Listen, if you can get rich off selling shitty t-shirts, you better be a fucking millionaire. <laughs> oh, my God. Where, where's, where's the kick out button? Where? <laughs> wow. Derek, that's going to be the tag on the next uh, iTunes post. It's going to be like, quit being a bitch and buy a knight's gun. <laughs> uh, it is. It's going to happen. I'm, I'm planning on, on selling some, some shit I'm not shooting and using in the near future. Yeah, I've I was already talking to Chris. Is that earlier. like everything you have then? <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Derek, Derek, what did you do, man? Not one guy on the podcast is stepping up and, and helping you out. <laughs> I, I made the mistake of thinking you guys were cool. That was obviously my bad. <laughs> I, won't be I made a mistake by inviting you here. <laughs> I will not make that mistake again. All I was trying to do is help you out, man. I'm, I don't understand. If I had a good relationship with Knight's Armament, well, and we had on my podcast, I would make sure I got a deal out of it and got a friggin' uh, rifle. Hey, as a Jesus. matter of fact, man, forget Derek. If you guys need some guy to shoot your rifle, <laughs> let me give you the esoteric address and you can ship us some stuff. And hey, man, we'll be more than happy to shoot it. <laughs> Just get him a stoner or a Knight's LMG out his way and he'll be happy. Oh, oh my yeah. God. We have one of those out tonight. There's nothing better than shooting an LMG with an inline clip on night sight. Suppressed. Oh, yeah, he's just not up in y'all's face. That's all I'm saying. Oh, by the way, for the Canadian guys with one-shot tactical closing, Calgary Shooting Center is your new go-to for nights. Yeah, oh, you heard it here. We actually—it's funny—we actually bought that SR15 off of uh, off of Darren. Yeah, Darren's a good dude. He's going on to some other things, and it's a good relationship with him. Yep. But I'm really happy uh, and excited to be working with the guys at uh, Calgary. Yeah, good guys to pick it up, for sure. Are, are we done shitting on Derek? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Here no. no, here we go. Put it that way, man. Come on. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sure we could find a way to go all night on this one. Can you make a patch that just says shitting on Derek? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe no, no, that, that, you that patch will definitely sell. <laughs> I'll buy 17. Oh, <laughs> Get you started. Hey, so uh, just all jokes aside, since uh, we're talking gear, I you, think, or shitting on Derek, either or, same thing. You so, guys have been waiting for this since I first invited you on. 
from the night's perspective, what, uh, how, like, are you guys seeing a lot of guys using the, uh, that triple tap? And is it not being used a lot just because you have to make it out of ink canal and it's so expensive? I mean, can you, if you made that out of any other steel, would it not hold up? So the, we don't make it anymore. Um, they're super limited. The problem is, A, the material is extremely expensive, and B, that to make that, it has to be wire EDM cut, and no, that's extremely expensive. It's just for mass production, it was never an item made for that world. Oh, got you. Hey, guys, if you've never shot that triple tap, you're definitely missing out. It's it's almost zero signature, and you get uh, the feeling of a comp on your AR. It's uh, it's well thought out, I thought, and uh, I really hate to see that there isn't uh, that it's still not available. Uh, Dude, those things go for like anywhere from five to eight hundred bucks. Whoa. The muzzle, the muzzle device. I I know it was four hundred some odd dollars back then. Yeah, no, like there's a couple guys that just sold them here recently for about eight hundred bucks. I'll, I'll give you two fifty for yours, Yosef. Would you throw in the shit on Derek's pack, too? <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way you can buy them now. <laughs> uh, and, and then the next question is, uh, what what does it, like, that E3 with the dimple barrel go for? Uh, that upper now is anywhere from, like, 2500 bucks. Man, I don't want to sell the thing, but it sounds like I get like thirty-five hundred. Hey, Derek, you want to buy an upper? <laughs> you can you can sell that that upper and buy a complete night's gun right now. Don't yeah, do it, man. Hold on to it. The price is only going to go no, up. I'm not, I, I'm not, man. I, I honestly that it's when people first started doing the fourteen-inch guns with the uh, mid-length gas system, too. There was nobody doing it before us. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, no, I, 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 I totally agree, man. Like I said, I think it was 2000, 2012 or something like that when I got the thing. Uh, and probably closer to 2010, tw like 2009, is when that we started making that, that era of guns. You know what? It might have been 2011. Now that I think of it, but man, I love that gun. It's you know, it's it, it's the it's one of the softest shooting 14 and a half inch guns I've ever shot, and it's quite accurate. Uh, are you guys still making the bolts the same way with the the rounded corners and? Yep. And yep. Yep. Those bolts, still, those bolts are actually warranted for 20,000 rounds. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, I have zero, I've had zero issues with mine. But you know what, man? What would be interesting if you sent me another one to compare the old. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you new one versus the used one. Yeah. The, the, day that, that. the day Derek buys one, I'll entertain that idea. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hey, man, don't tie, don't tie me to the Derek situation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a guest on this show, just like you are. I don't, don't, don't put me in that same boat. Oh, no. Bro. You're lumped into this group of retards. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Uh, you know, growing up, I always thought the peer pressure I'd be experiencing was be man, like, I have a business plan. You guys are going to find me in a cardboard box in like Denver 
with, with some ratty clothes on, but I'll be tightly gripping a knight's armament gun. Hey, you'll yeah, have a knight's gun, so there you go. <laughs> you would never be happier. <laughs> hey, uh, if, no one else? if you want, I'll sell you a fucking HK416 upper right now. Oh, but that's not a 416 upper. We talked about that. It's yep. an MR556 upper. Mm-hmm. The closest you can get without spending fucking stupid $5,000 on that goddamn $5,000 oh. on just an upper. Holy cow. <laughs> it's like I told you, man. Like, now's the time to buy shit and increase your collection because you can fall into fucking deals so cheap. But why would you want to buy a 416 again? Uh, because Navy SEALs, bro. Yeah, because guys like Derek will pay me more than what I paid for it. Ooh. <laughs> hey, dude, man, I got a DPMS with your name on it. <laughs> <laughs> that DPMS Oracle? Let, yeah. it, let it go for 1500 Just because I like you. <laughs> got a stag with your name on it, dude. Uh, of the century. Uh, it's like it's like every single vendor. Whenever you go to a gun show, like some some shitty entry level AR with a Bushnell red dot for a thousand dollars with like bargain deal sticker on the side. The fucking best is when you walk through gun shows and you're like, yeah, DPMS. They basically make everything else for the industry. And I'm like, really? That's interesting. Oh, really? Isn't that what a nice armament gets all that part? <laughs> Those are some healthy profit margins there, Adam. Hey, listen, we're in the business to fucking provide guns to our war fighters and make a profit at some point. <laughs> uh, the customers don't complain about the guns if they die using them. So, I mean, it's a piece. Of... Uh, I mean, that number would be, would be small compared to like Colt, EPMS, or Bushmaster. Ah, <laughs> uh, crazy. I don't know what you're talking about, Yusuf. Our conversations always stay on point. They always no, have a clear I, I, trajectory, and they always maintain that through the entire conversation. I, I totally agree. Hey, man, I, I, I'm going to have to jump off. Uh, I really appreciate the opportunity. It was good talking to you guys. Uh, definitely nice talking to your guests as well. Absolutely. Uh, so I think from nice armament, he's, you know, apparently you and him are tight. You can tell he likes you a lot. <laughs> Listen, you, you always have to have that one special needs friend. That that one friend. Uh, well, you thank you for joining us tonight, Yusuf. It's been a blast as always. Hey, thank you, guys. Uh, thank you. Catch you later. See you, buddy. I think that is an excellent point to wrap up this segment, guys. Thank you all for coming on and making me feel real bad about myself. That was fun. Now go sell all your shit. <laughs> we're just we're just applying, you know, what we see in your business every day. The trolls just make your business better. So what is better than friend trolls, hey, right? Hey, Come hey, on, why, man. Why, why don't you buy something, Mr. White Phosphorus Tool Tubes? You shut, you shut your dirty mouth, you dirty mouth, you. Don't bring my white phosphor nods into this. Oh, yeah, let's keep white phosphor out of this. Yeah, so, Chris and I thing. abhor any sort of conversation about our white phosphorus. Thank you. That's right. Has Come anybody on. ever looked through three thousand? Um, white foss tubes. Uh, I'd have to say, uh, say nope. Uh, no. Well, look, everyone. Adam's going to tell us about something that he's done that no one else. Yeah, can do. yeah <laughs> no, I'd no, like no. to hear about this. So my <laughs> nods boner can just break off and fly into space. <laughs> <laughs> Private is fucking magical. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I bet, man. Like, take all the clarity and definition you have and amplify it by about five. But also understand that those two <sighs> sell for about 8000 bucks for just the tube. Yeah. Is it per <laughs> tube? Thank you. Is that what that is? Yes, per tube. Oh, so, good God. <laughs> you guys know what potting is when it comes to uh, night vision tubes? Yes. Is that, are you lying or are you just saying? No, no, I'm not. Uh, like, that's an L3 tube that's going in that night sight, right? Which is about pushing probably just plus a 41 or 40 yeah. SNR. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of the biggest things is that, you know, most of them, they're, they're grown. They're not like manufactured. So you're going to get in a batch some that are 3,000, some that are 2375, yep. some that are lower. And the yield rate on those 3,000 tubes are like 2% on a batch. Oh, yeah. Dude, There's it's a big roll of cookie dough that gets cut essentially <laughs> in, in fucking Arizona. It's awesome. Yeah. And science. Like, there, no, no, it's magic. There's no science behind it. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. Like, you can't, like, oh, we're going to make. You know, three thousand palm tubes today. It's gonna be like, oh, we're gonna make a batch of tubes and see what the fuck we get. Yeah. And <laughs> the because... best way I just oh, go ahead, man. No, 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 go ahead. Well, I was gonna say like the best way I described it to one of my friends was like how LCD monitors used to be made, where they'd make like a shit ton of them, and they'd all have like you know a bunch of uh, bad dead pixels on them, and they'd just be like, well, that's shit, and they'd like throw it out or dump it into a crap pile. And then they'd roll out a next one. And if the, the next one had like a high purity, then they'd just be like, okay, that's that's one that's going out onto the showroom. Yeah. And uh, that's literally, they have like some control over it. It's gotten better, but I mean, shit. Like it, it cost L3 an, a decade of manufacturing tubes to get that plant up to be able to produce tubes like that. So. And yet, and it's still not a current thing. And because there's extremely high, you know, that, 2,900 to 3,000 palm tubes yeah. are in such demand from SOCOM that they command that premium. Like I heard at one point, those tubes were going for, you know, a little north of 11,000. So it just makes them unattainable. And it's the first time I, if you look at white flash, you're like, man, this is pretty fucking bland. You know, 2,300, 2,400 is still really good. Oh, yeah. But like, dude, 20 or 3,000 is fucking next level Boner shit. Yeah. What unicorns are they jacking off in the back to freaking make that stuff? <laughs> it's Same all about stealing all the money from my bank account, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's and like, crazy. It doesn't matter how nice your stuff is. Like when you look at something better, you instantly like, man, why did it become a peasant? No, they <laughs> they they definitely do say that you know ignorance is bliss, right? Yeah. And and the. The hobbies and the toys, which we like to play with, you definitely go from I'm the coolest kid on the block to peasant status very quickly. Things are always always improving, always getting cooler. Yeah, yeah I, I spent today uh, with our electro-optics division uh, getting trained up on everything from uh, all of our clip-on inline stuff uh, for I-square, um, fused, and then thermal. Man, it, first off, Fused inline uh, on a precision rifle is amazing. Um, learn, also learning the fact that like under thermal, you can't see IR lasers. Mm -hmm. So when you use fuse, you get all the benefits in the world, but the systems are fucking monstrous. Um, 
Yeah, I learned why we are the shit when it comes to why we're the only game in town when it comes to clip-ons. Like, L3 has stuff, but it just can't compete uh, because, like, of our uh, bore accuracy or bore accuracy retentions. Um, basically, what it is is how our sites are set up. There's no zero shift when you put them on vice other manufacturers. We're also the only ones that are 50 cal rated where the other manufacturers are barely 308 rated. How did you, uh, so obviously with the 50 cal uh, rating on your on your night sites, um, because you're using filmless tubes, right? And filmless tubes are, you know, they're still, they're we gonna be, yeah. I mean, they're going to be fragile as fuck, but obviously it's in it's in the housing that you guys are making that is uh, able to absorb that recoil without damaging the uh, the tube inside, right? Yeah, um, and we use a lot of different tubes. We use everything from like Harris, which is the old ITT. Yeah, uh, we're using some of the new uh, Photonis um, 4K tubes. We're using L3, both filmed, unfilmed, greened, white FOS, high FOM, low FOM. We, we kind of use everything. It just depends on what the end user is requiring. Can I ask you a, a specific tube question? You don't have to answer it if you, uh, you don't have to. I just want to know if what is the what is the highest filmed weapons grade tube you've you've spe seen spec wise? Uh, white or green? Uh, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Like as a as a filmed weapons grade tube, because I know you know they can they've been able to make tubes with like ridiculous specs for a really long time. It's just been so uh, cost prohibitive for them to bother to do it um, that it takes like a very specific contract to pump that tube out, right? Yeah, like I, said I figure I figure you guys are probably since you guys are making those sites. And you're providing them to military, you're going to be seeing some fucking crazy ass tubes. Like I said, the highest I've seen was three thousand. That was tonight. Um, for standard filmed stuff, I've yeah. seen stuff in the twenty-two to twenty-three hundred range. That's, that's pretty good. That's pretty impressive for full yeah. film. Yeah, that's over thirty SNR because you're doing seventy-two uh, line pair on a clip-on for sure. One point twenty-one gigawatts. Well, exactly. yeah, basically, right, Derek? Yeah. There's Merlin cash. magic. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a scientific term for knots, right? Merlin magic? Yeah. That's what I call them. Yeah. That's what I call Absolutely. them. Yeah. Magic toilet paper tubes. <laughs> no, that's, that's impressive for a film tube. Like, Chris, what were we seeing like out of film stuff? Like, sub-18 sub or something like that, yeah? Uh, Weapons-grade tubes, like, generally from L3, it was like... You'd see them just around 2K or a bit sub 2K. Well, yeah, um, that's what I a lot of that has to do with the U.S. State Department because the United States oh, yeah. regulates the FOM ratings that other countries can see. Correct. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, because like, we we fall under that for sure. Yeah, like we're homies with you know with Canada, so you guys are going to generally get something higher than like let's say Germany or any European country. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know. It really, ha it's not the, like, the availability of tubes. It's what the United States is going to allow you to have. Yeah. Like, honestly, the, the stuff that really intrigues me is swear and out-of-band stuff. Like, yeah. yeah, totally. Um, like, that, stuff's, that stuff's like straight out of this world, to be honest. Yeah, like, like the, the Photonis tubes are, they're really good, and they just touch, like barely touch into swear and out-of-band. 
um, but they're not full out of bed. You're talking about the 4K ones, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, 4G for uh, Photonis. And it's like a gen, they're gen two technology too, which is, which is very impressive that it they're, uses a, a different manufacturing process. They're filmed too. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's the weird thing. Like, so like the normal clarity of them, like the definition is good, but it's not like what an unfilmed high FOM uh, L3 tube would be, if that makes oh, sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, there's there's really no uh, like I've seen some videos where they where they compare the two, and I think it's it's definitely a good offering. And I mean, for uh, average Joe, non-American, um, it's they're going to be your uh, best performance to dollar. Uh, getting that, getting the Photonis tube, and you'll be definitely happy with it. But I don't think they, I don't think they can touch filmless uh, with the t the high end tubes that L3 is making. Yeah, no, I mean, they're, they're the game in town, like, because yeah. it's the wild west here in fucking America with, with night vision, we can commercially, we can buy whatever the fuck we want to buy if you have the money to buy it. Yeah. Uh, so like, if you're dead set on a fucking 2800 or a 3000 FOM white FOM, yeah, you can get it. You can yeah. Get it. Like, it's there. You can order it, have it shipped to your goddamn house. <laughs> yeah. All it takes is a pile of money. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. One day, one day if I sell enough crappy T-shirts, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> We're done. You, we don't even need you, Mr. Fresh. We're done. I gave you a chance. You ruined it. That's it. You're over. <laughs> this week on the Guns, Gear, and Beer podcast, Derek's no longer with us. He died. <laughs> <laughs> he took his mic cord and hung himself in the back. Starting with Adam. Before I shut, before I shut this shit show down. <laughs> I think I have a patch idea for next shot show. The worst part is like I'm not even talking about like Derek's company. I'm talking about like all the shitty fucking t-shirt companies. <laughs> There's a lot of them. There are a lot of them. <laughs> Great! Right before my shirts are about ready to come out. Now, thanks there, Adam. Hey man, I sell t-shirts too, so I, I'm inclusive in all that. So <laughs> I'm gonna bring out a shirt. <laughs> I bet it's gonna <laughs> suck. It's gonna yeah. suck. It better suck. Can somebody just make a shirt that says my shirt's shittier than your company? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Adam's Eric's gonna make friends up right now. Year. Yeah. <laughs> uh Adam, where can people find you on Facebook and Instagram? Uh so I'll always put my company first because it's actually absolutely my lifeblood. Um, you can find us on Instagram at nightarmco.com or sorry, nightarmco. Uh, my email is uh, apini, so A-P-I-N-I at nightarmco.com. Shoot me any questions you got. I'll bullshit if you want to. Uh, personally, it's Adam underscore P-I-N-I on Instagram. And that's really the only like public social media, unless you want to find me on Tinder or plenty of <laughs> I'm on there as well, but he's on Grinder. Uh, no, I leave that to Derek. You, you got to cast a wide net, man. Uh, Chris, where can people find you? Uh, because operator, because operator, because operator. Um, I, I yeah, love that. That's my favorite. Now it's another new thing. No, it's just at because operator on uh, Facebook and Instagram, and uh, yeah, and, and your website, media page. Sweet, sweet. Oh yeah, and that too, which is like because operator.com, and I don't even know why I started that. I think I 
made it as an Instagram backup because I was seeing so many people uh, get their pages flushed, and I was like, oh. Everybody was getting oh. zucked. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, hopefully they're not watching crazy, this. Crazy. All right. <laughs> Nathan. Uh, you can find me at Schultz Photography underscore on Instagram. It's uh, S-C-H-U-L-T-Z. And then you can also find me at uh, Schultz-Photography.com. And then there's also links to our Facebook page on there too. So, Awesome, awesome. Roberto. Uh, you can find me on IG uh, at RoboMurray.com. Uh, not .com. What am I talking about? At RoboMurray.com. Uh, at RoboMurray.com. Um, <laughs> yeah, you that can, right now. <laughs> you can find me at RoboMurray.com uh, or WGT Consulting. Uh, and you can find my addition to the pile of shitty shirts being sold on the internet at robo-apparel.com. Uh, but they're seriously shitty, so I wouldn't recommend it. So, <laughs> uh, And the shittiest of all the shitty shirts can be found at mogons.com. Mine are shittier. I win. Uh, <laughs> uh, M-O-E-G-U-N-S.com. You can find us on Instagram at Mogons Tactical. Guns, Gear, and Beer on Instagram. Uh, be sure to check us out. We got lots of terrible shirts, stickers, and free smartphone wallpapers. Thank you guys for listening in. I had a great time getting teased by all my friends and peer pressure to spend money I don't have. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do it. Thanks for coming. Cool. Guys. Cool. We'll see you next time.